Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Sarah Boss. Sarah, are you ready to do this? I'm so ready. <laughs> All right, let's let's go. Sarah is a financial guru. She's an online business manager, helping people to to create and launch courses. She is the host of the What Else podcast. I'm excited to have you on. Sarah, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, a little bit of overview. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. I was born and raised here. And um, I actually started um, as a chemist. I studied chemistry all through college. And then right out of college, I got a research and development chemist job, worked at a pharmaceutical company. Um, totally, I knew that wasn't right for me. <laughs> um, there was definitely something off there. Um, and I realized very quickly that that's not what I wanted to do with my life. But um, I also didn't want to be a quitter. So, <laughs> you know, I, I was like, oh, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? Um, but my whole life I've had this um, this belief that you should absolutely live the life that you want, um, how you want. I never liked narratives um, that said, okay, this is just the way it is. Whenever I hear that saying, I'm like, yeah, absolutely not. I'll I'll, uh, I'll take no for me. <laughs> um, wrong. And it, that'd be wrong. <laughs> and so, um, and that's basically the entire mentality, as you can assume, um, it was a great company, but it's pharmaceuticals. It's very straightforward. Um, and that was the mentality that seemed like everybody had. Um, I couldn't tell you if they liked their job or not, or if they were just there, um, because that's the path that somebody set them on. But I was like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to be set on a path by somebody else. So I jumped ship. Um, and that sounds very glamorous. It's, it, it wasn't. I, um, <laughs> did, being very frank, moved back home. Uh, no plan. Um, no idea what I was doing. But I knew if I was going to pivot, I was going to pivot at, um, at that point. I was 22. So I was like, might as well pivot now instead of being in a career I hate for however many years. Um, kind of tripped into working with, um, my first client. Um, she, and I, that's when I discovered, wait a second, like you can get paid for doing something for somebody else. Like that's really interesting. Um, and that's honestly how I got into business, started developing courses for her. Um, and that was the first time that I saw a method, like an actual, you know, physical method to accomplish the goal of, of building a life you want. Building digital courses, I could see was the pathway to not only giving opportunity for <clears throat> opportunity for your clients, but opportunity for you. Once you, I mean, same thing, passive income, um, making digital products, um, we all know like that is a fantastic way to make that passive income and it's that initial effort up front for consistent and really, you know, unlimited income later. And I got to see that all the way through and I was hooked. I was like, you know what? Like if I want the life that I want and I want to give that life to my clients, make that possible for them, that's how I'm going to do that. So that's how I got into digital courses. And, um, it's just been fantastic. It's so cool to see. I, I get 
you know, I get to see both sides. I get to watch, um, get the testimonials in from people who go through my clients' courses and, you know, they're like, this changed my life. This was so great. I, you know, one of my, um, amazing clients, she developed a course to help people, um, build thriving freelance businesses. And this was in the heart of the pandemic. We launched right. I mean, I think we launched in April. (laughs) So of last year, and so I'm getting testimonials and like, I lost my job and I'm able to put food on my, my family's table. You know, this, I'm making more than I was at my past job. And I got to hire my family onto my, my now company. You know, these are the stories I'm hearing from there. And I'm like, that is so cool. I get to be a part of that. And then I'm watching my clients go on vacation. I'm watching them buy their husbands out of their jobs. I'm watching them you know, now they have the, the more capital to build on dreams that they didn't think was possible. They're starting new initiatives, new projects. And I just, I get a, a, I'm a privileged spot to see how courses can, um, can do a lot for, for everyone involved. So yeah, that's kind of why I, that's do awesome. what I do. So you went through, I mean, I, I'm thinking back, I took like a chemistry class in high school and I realized that this is the worst experience of my absolute life. Oh yeah. But <laughs> Oh yeah. But, but, <laughs> no, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> but you went through college and you got a degree in so you are a legitimate chemist. Oh yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I made medication. Um I I understand what those words mean. Um and yeah, I went through all four years and I will tell you, everybody else around me knew that that wasn't for me. I went to oh. a small college. So I mean the comical part is by the time I graduated, there were only two of us left. I, we were a very small college, but I was top of my class of the two of us. Um, number so, one, awesome. Number one, uh, number <laughs> one. And I don't, you know, it didn't really pan out well, but um, I think it was still, you know, I try, I don't really have regrets. Um, I don't like that word. I don't, I don't think it has any purpose. Um, but uh, I think the purpose of that right now, um, cause I'm certainly not using that education, but I got to prove to myself that I could do it. And, um, I also don't like being told I can't do things. So <laughs> at to- least I know to- I can, it's totally just my that. choice if I don't want to. Yeah. Do you really, do you really think that you're not using it though? But uh, you, you, uh, mentioned following, finding a method and that's the scientific process, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely I think I, I am using it indirectly. Um, I still have that analytical side of me. I grew up in STEM. Um, I am just now kind of dipping these past probably two years have been dipping my toes into being uh, creative and, and taking on that title and what that means. But I still I still have that STEM part of me. I still have very much into science and math and analytics. And that certainly helps me do my job. Um, and my favorite part of my job is being creative with the processes of product ecosystems. And like sales funnels is basically just a formula. Um, it's, yeah, seeing, uh, being able to mesh the two, that is very fun. Yeah, well, for sure. It's like, okay, we're, we're this idea of, of, of a funnel and you put stuff here and not a lot's coming out. So let's identify where in, in, in our process things aren't working and what needs to be tweaked. I I imagine it would be very, not, not dissimilar to a, 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 a chemistry experiment. So yeah, <laughs> it also strikes me, um, I, I listen to Seth Godin as often as I can and he talks mm-hmm. about um, the fallacy of sunk cost and that you spent so much time so many people, probably the vast majority, vast majority of people would just keep doing it. Um, but that's, it's stupid to do that because if you don't like it, well then rip the bandaid off and I don't want to say fail fast, but stop doing it fast. 
So there's oh, a lesson yeah. there for sure. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. On my phone, I have I have the uh, quote that says, fail hard and fail fast. Um, because I, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to glamorize it. You know, <laughs> it's so fun when you get to say, you know, this is what I went through and everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. And it sounds like, you know, I was so enlightened from day one. Like, oh yeah, I knew exactly what I was doing. You know, I'm so empowered. I'm such, I'm so like above this. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm so secure. Absolutely not. It was the most insecure, crappy experience I've ever gone through in my life, but I'm very thankful for it. Um, So yeah, it it was, uh, I don't want to glamorize that part of it, but I did, um, I did learn to value failure and I started gaining this um, perspective that failures were like hurdles. I didn't know how many I had to cross to get to where I needed to be, but I knew that eventually I would run out of them. So I didn't know if I would need to fail three times to get to where I needed to be, if I would need to fail 10 times. But at least once I, like once I had a failure, once I fell down, I could say, yes, all right check one down, however many to go, but at least, you know, like you're one step closer. So that's how I started to think about it. Cause you gotta have something to pick yourself back up. It doesn't mean it feels, you know, it doesn't mean you didn't scrape your knee. It doesn't mean you don't feel any suckier, but at least you have the courage to say, all right, shake it off one down, however many more to go. And you're closer to where you want to be. Yeah. I, I appreciate everything you just said. So when, when, when you're thinking about and helping people to, to develop digital courses, um, are, are people coming to you with what they want to develop or like probably it's a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything, yeah. Um, so when somebody is in the mind of developing a digital course, usually they are either um, sort of interested um, in the perspective of being able to have more time a lot of service business owners, I feel there's like a life cycle of like um, an online service business owner. They they start like one-on-one with their clients, not really knowing what they're doing. They're like getting jobs and they're just trying to figure it out. Then they have their packages set and they're getting consistent clients. They're like, yeah, this is what I do. But they realize that they're, um, this is now going to like, chemistry. They're, they're their own limiting factor in their formula. You know, they need their brain and their effort in order to pump out money. And so they're like, oh, well, crap like i'm working one on one and they they create their own like income ceiling so then they usually go into like a group setting they're like oh i'll like teach and help people so i can have in one hour of my time working with five people but that still um that takes a lot of energy that takes a lot of time and they're not taking out their like taking their effort out of the equation which is that that income ceiling that's that limiting reactant um in that formula so they're like you know what I don't know how or what, but I know I need to change this. And I know I have something of value to give. If you are in business, if you're passionate about your business, you have something to teach. And if people, you know, people don't like to call themselves coaches a lot. They're like, no, 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 I'm not a coach. I'm not a coach. And I'm like, if you're, if you're able to sit down with a client and explain what you do and explain how it can help them, you're a coach. You can, if you can tell people what you do and how to do it, you're a coach and that's okay. You know, you don't have to assume that title, but understand that responsibility. 
Um, so either it's there and they kind of just have to narrow down what they teach, which ultimately it's not learning anything new. It's not making anything up like, oh, I got to teach something. It's just looking at what you do from a new perspective. Um, everybody has a process, whether they know it or not. And so saying, okay, what is my process? How do I put that into step-by-step formula? And then, um, being able to use that and that that's your modules, then there's also those who are have maybe have already developed a course program or a group coaching program or something like that, and they need to turn it evergreen. And that's usually the ultimate goal of people who want to create an online course is they want to make it into an evergreen sales funnel so that they don't have to do a ton of live launches because those are just as exhausting. So that's kind of the two that I, I work with and I see most often. So you're confident that most anybody can create a course? Absolutely. Everybody has something to teach. And I think about it, um, you know, now my my college friends, if I catch up with people, like every time that I see people I haven't seen in years, um, they're like, how did you do what you, what you did? Like, how did you go from chemist to, you know, whatever you're doing now? And I'm so excited to tell them, you know, there, I have, a, I have a actual, a personal friend who was like, Sarah, I really, you know, this is where I am and this is what I want to do. And I just don't know what's in the middle. And I'm like, oh my gosh, girlfriend, like, let me hold your hand. I've done this before. I know how to do this. I know what it means to fulfill that dream for yourself. And I know what this can look like. So why wouldn't I want to teach her how to do that? That's the same mentality going into a course. It's not slimy. It's not, you know, you're holier than thou. Everybody has a story and how they got from point A to point B. And they forget that there's somebody else who is still at point A praying to be where they are. You know, they forget what it felt like. You know, it, I when I was sitting in that place, I would have given anything. I said, I just need some. I, I can do it. I know I can do it. I just need somebody to tell me how. Well, there's millions of people saying, I, I know I can do it. I want to do it. I'm very, I'm very excited, but I just need somebody to show me how. And you're that how. Anybody can be that how. Um, so yeah, anybody can create a course, and anybody should create a course. Um, I think there's a personal responsibility there. That if you've gone through a transformation, I don't know why you wouldn't want to help somebody do the same. I uh, think that that's awesome, and I, I remember hearing years ago that what's obvious to you is 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 going to be brilliant to somebody else, and that always resonated yep. with me, which is what you're talking about. So, yeah. all right, cool. So I, I I create this amazing course. It's 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 helpful. It's impactful, but crickets because nobody knows about it because it's just living uh-huh. on a little corner of the internet. Do I have to have a big social media following? Do I have to have a big email list in order to be successful doing this? Not at all. Um, not at all. Uh, now, I, you don't need to have a huge following, but you do need to understand that you can't slap your followers in the face for the course, be saying nothing. Um, that's something that I do see. Uh, I would say a mistake that people make is they hole up for weeks creating this course, putting so much into it. And then they're like, great, I spent all this time, possibly all this money. And here we go, guys, here's my course. It's so amazing is buy it for whatever. And it's gonna be great. And I have seen the crickets. It's awful. It's the worst feeling. Um, So first of all, when you know you're going to release a course, and you've established what that course is going to be about, you need to start talking about it. And this isn't, you know, this isn't rocket science. This isn't anything we don't know. 
but we just have to be mindful. Um, there is a certain timeline that for a few weeks, you're going to want to introduce that topic to your, to your audience. And usually you're wanting, want to talk about like the why, why it's important, why they should have it, make that, that information top of mind for them. And then your course is going to be the how. So you're just creating um, that connection there. But nobody's going to be interested in your course if they weren't interested in the topic in the first place. So you just have to introduce that topic. And that's exciting. That should be exciting to talk about what you're teaching, what you're doing. If it's important to you, then it should be easy to talk about. So that should come very naturally. Um, And so that's one thing. Don't just like throw it out there having never talked about it before or talked about that topic before. Make sure that there's an interest in your audience. Second thing, I see um, a lot of people doing the hole up and they create before they sell, which is not something that I recommend um, for a few reasons. One, just like you said, what's obvious to you is brilliant to somebody else. Um, When you're creating a course by yourself in your own headspace, you're creating it from um, a, a perspective of a lot higher up. So for instance, I took physics in college. I loved physics, but my physics professor was a, an extremely smart man. And so he he was speaking at like a much higher level than we were. So like we, he was at level 10, we were at level three. And he forgot that, you know, we needed the other levels. We needed, there was some information missing before we could make the connection that he was trying to make. Well, you will do the same thing. You forget where you came from. You forget what you had to learn along the way. So being able to, I, I like the live course method first before you make the evergreen version. So being able to sell and then you teach it live so that you're able to get that audience feedback, you're able to get those questions and you use that questions to to then kind of round out those modules and find out where where the holes are. And then you're able to launch the evergreen course from a place of one, launching before so you know what methods worked and two, knowing exactly what your audience needs and that you are absolutely helping every, you know, every question that they may have. Um, To sum it all up, you don't need a a large following, but you do need a following that understands what you do and finds it important. And then you do want to build a course from a place of already having sold it because you need proof of concept. I, you know, I'll tell anybody, obviously, you should absolutely create a course, but I'll never put them in a dangerous position where they're creating without the capital up front um, because you can run into spending a lot of time and money on something that just doesn't work quite yet. By no fault of your own, it just might take a couple, a little experimentation, a little bit of tweaking. Yeah, amen. Well, Sarah, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have <laughs> for them? <laughs> All right, so my difference-making tip is kind of, it really is going back to the um, making sure that you are understanding where your audience is coming from. Don't forget what point A was. Whatever that may be, your journey, you want to inspire people by saying, you know, this is where I was and this is where I am now. And that's what you're teaching. You're inspiring them. You're giving hope. This is where you are and this is where I'm going to take you. But make sure you remember what it took to get there and don't block yourself off to the feedback. Don't be afraid of the feedback. Don't be afraid of the questions. Your audience will basically build your course for you based on the questions that they ask you. So biggest tip, keep an open channel there, whether that's in your DMs, whether that is a forum within your course, somehow don't be afraid of that feedback because that's going to be what 
make sure that you are developing something that's valuable and then ultimately profitable for you. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on. Come on. Sarah, <laughs> thank, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah E. Boss. I love new friends, so if you feel free to DM me. And then if you kind of want to go more in-depth on how to build and launch your course, you can go to sarahebosscom slash free course. Um, and all that is, it's a little video training. It's got a couple videos that goes through my methods for launching and then ultimately developing and building your course, kind of help you get started. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Sarah your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can find Sarah on Instagram at Sarah E. Boss. That's S-A-R-A-H-E-B-A-U-S. And then check out sarahebosscom slash free course. And finally, get started on what you've been thinking about doing for so long. <laughs> Thanks again, yeah. Sarah. Thank you. And until next time. Keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.